It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA on the heels of the governor's latest press conference. Um, I'm not sure what to make of most most of that, Ed. Well, it didn't really make any decisions. Uh, basically, really it was it was you know I, I guess in in one respect I'll 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 search for the the silver lining in this. He did say that the social distancing is working. Things are, you know, obviously setting aside for a moment. Those that have lost their lives, and I mean, we all are on the same page that the, the, this is a tragedy for those families. But the big picture is we seem to be plateauing. We seem to be uh, gaining ground and flattening the curve and doing all those things. That's good. But other than that, he didn't really say a whole lot. He said that he was interested in a few different things happening before he did anything else, like relaxing some of those restrictions. And, you know, I know a lot of people were thinking that maybe, just maybe, he might he might just uh, do some of those today. But... Really, here's the thing, and, and we, we said this we said this off mic, and now we can share it on the mic as the governor was speaking. In the middle of that news conference, uh, the governor speaking, uh, the president also is speaking right now, and he has indicated, President Trump has indicated that he is going to have a teleconference with all the governors tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning. Some point later in the day tomorrow, afternoon probably, he plans to roll out guidelines and guidance for states to reopen. Okay. You heard at the tail end of Governor Inslee's remarks, basically, that states have their rights under under the Constitution, which they do. Yes. And... Whatever the federal government wants us to do, we're going to do what we do anyway. It's two sides to that coin, right? There really is. You know, there's been a number of Republicans who have come out against or at least bristled when Trump starts talking about directing states to do certain things because the Constitution has that separation. Right. You know, states have their rights. But in this situation, does the president have the authority to make states do uh, something, even if they don't want to? No. Yeah. So only over federal entities. Yeah. So so he could tell Hanford. Yes. He, he could tell the federal courthouse in Richland. Mm-hmm. Um, anything, the airports. Yes. You know any, things any, like that. Anything that's under federal jurisdiction, he can. Uh, anything that's not, he can't. And the Tenth Amendment is a wonderful amendment. It's another stroke of genius by the founding fathers um, to to write a law 
that basically pisses both sides off. When the Tenth Amendment works for you, you love it. When the Tenth Amendment doesn't work for you, you you don't love it. And anything that's not specifically laid out that's federal authority is state authority. And here's the thing. For anybody that thinks that the Interstate Commerce Clause does not come into play here, and the other aspect of it is if the president would have put a national shutdown in place, if he would have put a national lockdown in place, then he would have had the ability to lift that because that would have encompassed states as well. So if that would have happened, he would have had the ability that he's talking about, but he never did that. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Matt, calling from Golandale. What's on your mind, Matt? Well, Trump actually just kind of checkmated all the governors that are Democratic that really don't want to go along with his plan. Uh, so Inslee is saying, oh, no, I've got total control of everything. So if Trump says tomorrow, let's go back to work, and uh, everybody gets sick, well, then it's on Trump. So what's happening right now is that the Democrats are going, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do what you want to do. So what they're doing basically is stretching this uh, coronavirus out. If If you let everybody go back to work right now, they would, uh, people would get sick. People, I'm sorry, but people would die, and it would be over with. But the way that they're doing it now is they're going to stretch it out to where we're doing. Uh, you have to keep your distance, and it's going to stretch out for a month, years, and uh, Democrats are just going to be sucking us dry for tax money. But if you go by the numbers, last year. Just by the typical, the, the normal flu, there was 480,000 people that were hospitalized from the flu. The year before, in 2018, there was 810,000 people that were hospitalized just by the normal flu. And their projections right now are 62,000 by the coronavirus. The projections, right now we've got what, uh, Fifty. Uh, I'm sorry, 36,000 people that are hospitalized by the corona flu. So where do the numbers add up and what's going on here? Thanks for the call, Matt. And, you know, look, uh, we're, 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 as everyone turns around and says that they're going to deal in more specifics, they wind up dealing in more generalities. Um. You know, you're, you're, you're hearing, well, we have to do this, we have to do that, we have to do this, we have to do that. How about we get into a little bit more of a specific? People that are of a high risk have to do this, have to do this, have to do this. People who may be around someone with a high risk should take extra precautions in what they're doing and who they're around. People that are healthy, that are going to catch a number of things, that are going to be around other healthy people should take precautions if they don't want to get sick. At the same time, if they get sick, well, the chance of survival is in the upper 90%, and their body will become accustomed to the virus. It's The body will recognize it. Oh, my gosh, it could wind up developing a resistance. Hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. 
Happy Wednesday. Robin Ed hanging with you. Phone number is 547-1610. Going to dive into a little bit more later on about what the governor didn't say. Also want to let you know, coming up at 4 o'clock, Senator Mike Patton and Representative Bill Jenkin. Uh, Senator Mike Patton from the 4th Legislative District, Representative Jenkin from the 16th, will join us today to talk about another ill-fated decision by the Donkey of Shame Hall of Famer. Uh, but what we want to do is turn it back inside, and we've mentioned, uh, I've lost count of how many times we've talked about whenever a local business is doing something uh, positive for the community at this time, doing what they can to help um, in any way, shape, or form, during the coronavirus pandemic, we're going to let you know about it. And joining us on the line right now, Steve Simmons from CG Public House. Uh, some of us remember when it was at the corner of 395 and Vista, and it was country gentlemen and had that wonderful ambiance in that old building. Steve, how are you, sir? I'm terrific. Uh, you know, you're you're dating yourself there, Rob. That's okay. I'm good with that. I'm at peace with my age, sir. All right. Good. Good. So let's talk a little bit about uh, about this idea and and what you are going to execute at CG Public House, uh, which is off of Clearwater uh, these days, up up just uh, north of Clearwater and Steptoe. Um, it's 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 all about asparagus, Steve, which I personally love. But tell us a little bit about the concept, uh, how you guys came up with it, and why you decided you wanted to basically have your own asparagus fest. So, so this is uh, this is one of our favorite times of the year because because we all love asparagus and and uh, asparagus is one of those things that we do a dozen different ways. And you know, we started getting phone calls, people asking for deep fried asparagus, which is which I consider a specialty. And so we started kicking ideas around and I, I, I give all the credit to Shirley, but we got kicking some ideas around and um so we're gonna have a little drive through asparagus test uh, tomorrow from one to seven and um we'll have some of our favorite recipes out there including deep fried asparagus, uh, cream of asparagus soup. Um, you'll be able to buy chicken stuffed, uh, or excuse me, asparagus stuffed chicken to take home and fix on you, uh, yourself at home, either in your oven or on your barbie, whatever you like to do. And, yeah, we did, we got some other vendors. We're just looking to kind of spend a fun afternoon with with our gloves and our face masks and folks in their cars. Steve Simmons with CG Public House talking to us here on the bottom line about, well, the Asparagus Fest that's going to go on in the parking lot. Now, Steve, um, give us a little, is it this weekend? No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Yep. I'm sorry, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I, I right. uh-huh. We've got a couple of, every time we turn around, we're hearing about something else going on. I apologize for the confusion on Saturday, but it's tomorrow that's going on at CG Public House uh, on Clearwater. And how have you have you narrowed down how many different types of asparagus dishes that you're going to have? Um, is it things that you generally have on the menu, or are there going to be some things that you step outside with um, that that could be first time tastings for some people? Well, these are these are uh, recipes that we only do uh, when we're able to buy fresh local asparagus. You know, the the rest of the time of year we don't make them. Um, we're getting our we're getting our asparagus from uh, Middleton Six Farms. Um, they just delivered a thousand pounds here a few hours ago, and uh, 
so yeah, there's uh, you know we'll have asparagus pasta salad and um, like I said, cream of asparagus soup, deep fried asparagus. Um, yeah, we just love the stuff. We can't get enough of it. So, and and what time can I can I line up? Uh, we start at one o'clock, and we're gonna we're gonna run till seven, or when the asparagus is gone. Wow, that's fantastic! So one o'clock, it begins at CG yeah. Public House, and and what is what is the cost, Steve? Uh, it depends on what it is. A pound of deep fried asparagus with uh, our world famous spicy aioli is uh, nine dollars, and we've got uh, you know a quart of soup is eight dollars. There's a there's a variety of things and a variety of prices. We've uh, we've we've included the tax and everything, so we get even money. Um, we can cook around here. We just can't add real well. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steve, uh, this is uh, obviously is a little bit different take. We've heard of restaurants certainly doing curbside uh, delivery and things like this, but you are turning your sit-down restaurant into basically a drive-through tomorrow. Yeah, pretty much. We're going to have some tents set up, uh, weather permitting. I'm pressing my fingers there. And um, we've got some POS terminals that uh, don't need to be uh, wired and don't have to have somebody standing in front of them. We can we can put them out so a customer can put their own card in and, and sign with their fingernail and... Uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going to encourage people to not bring us cash, although you know we won't turn it down. But um, you know, let's keep it clean. Let's all be safe, and um, let's have a lot. Let's have some fun. And it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, Steve. Because look, one of the things that people are, are people are getting tired of getting cooped up. They want to be able to get out. They want to be able to, to roll the windows down, enjoy some of the wonderful weather that we've had. Be able to go somewhere at least interact with people in a safe manner, in a way that's going to observe the social distancing that's been beat into our heads, you know, in a way that you can see a neighbor and just say, hello, how's it going? How are you doing and all this? It's it's amazing how much two minutes of conversation with somebody can help the psyche. Yeah. You know, we'll have some other other people here and, and, uh, you know, the Mustard family and Trucks and Auto Auctions are going to be with us. And, um, you know, we're encouraging people to kind of decorate up their cars or dress up their cars. There's there's no particular theme, just whatever, you know, whatever you like. And Trucks and Auto will be taking pictures, and they'll, they'll judge some cars for some prices. And uh, we've, got some other, we've got some other vendors. We've got uh, Frosty Sweet with their cupcakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Baum's House of Chocolate, uh, uh, Harvest Bread, General Flower Shop. So, so it sounds like a lot. A couple of local businesses have come together to try and really make this a wonderful experience for the community. Sure, sure, yeah. Let's uh, let's just have a good time. Let's stay safe and uh, break up the boredom. Couldn't agree with you more, Steve. Beginning at 1 o'clock tomorrow at CG Public House, uh, just north of the intersection of Clearwater and Steptoe. I'm sure you'll see the cars heading into the parking lot to take advantage of the Asparagus Fest that's going to happen tomorrow, beginning at 1 o'clock at CG Public House. Steve Simmons, we appreciate your time. Say hello to your wonderful wife for us, and please be safe and be well.
Thank you, Rob. You have a great afternoon now. And you as well. We'll see you tomorrow. You got it. Believe me, I'm diving into that pasta salad. I can't wait to try it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a a neat deal. And, uh, you know, like I said, every local business out there is trying to find a way uh, to navigate this time. CG Public House, with the help of some other uh, local businesses, doing a unique thing. So uh, go and check it out. Absolutely. I might take the station vehicle just, you know, so that... What, you think you get special treatment if you do that? Dude, it's asparagus. <laughs> I mean, seriously. i got to pull out all the stops for this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 347 on this uh, Wednesday afternoon at Dawson. Rob Francis and you, 547 1610, 509 547 1610. Coming up at the top of the next hour, scheduled to appear on the program, State Senator Mike Patton, a Republican from Spokane Valley, and Representative Bill Jenkins from uh, a, a representative uh, from Prosser, uh, yeah. will be uh, joining us uh, as well. They're going to fill in the blanks on uh, oh uh, on, on the governor's uh, <clears throat> executive order releasing x amount of inmates. Ah, uh, yes. yeah, because you know you know the thing the one thing that I think we've all learned about the ungovernor over the course of the last seven years. Is that he likes to he likes to do headlines, but he doesn't like to do the meat of the story. He's fantastic with headlines mm-hmm. because headlines sound great, but when you read underneath the headline, well, it's it's not always that wonderful because the headline is meant to grab your attention. Yes, but the headline doesn't always portray the meat of the story. It just kind of gets you to get you to start going down the first couple paragraphs. We're going to go down into the paragraphs with Senator Padden and Representative Jenkins about what exactly is going to happen when these inmates are released and where they might be going. Okay. And let's just say you might not be overly thrilled about it. Now, again, coming up tomorrow, we made reference to this tomorrow. Uh, J.T. Wilcox, who is the uh, House Republican leader, is going to have a Zoom meeting uh, slated for 2.30 with uh, a number of different groups and lawmakers talking about reopening the state's economy. We heard from Governor Jay Inslee a short time ago um, a little bit about what he would like to see before he starts moving in that direction. Uh, But again, pretty short on the details um, as par for the course. Now, also tomorrow, we mentioned this, President Trump has announced that he is going to have a telephone conference with all 50 governors, um, and he is going to roll out his plans and his directives to reopen the economy. Well, we just heard from Jay Inslee that he wants to see certain criteria met from the scientific metrics of of this virus 
before he starts going in that direction. And he even made it clear that it's the state's decision to do what's best for the state, which is true, which is why we are having these discussions. A couple of days ago when President Trump said that he had the authority to make the states do things, Republicans even bristled at that. You know, I don't care if you like Trump or not. Do you do you really want the federal government dictating what a state does? Now, I know that there's a lot in our audience, given the political makeup currently, who are fine with that. They're fine with a Republican president telling a Democratic governor what to do. But what about where those when it's reversed? Do you want a Democratic president telling a Republican governor how to run his or her state? There's a reason why it, our country is set up the way it is. It gives states rights. So it'll be interesting to see how, number one, the meeting between the president and the governors go and President Trump's subsequent news conference where he's going to lay this out, and then three, how it's going to be implemented, probably differently in different states. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Daniel from Kennewick. Hi, Daniel. What's up? Well, it's about what you're talking about. What Trump is doing, I got this from Rush Limbaugh this morning. He's kicking in the spurs to these governors to get with the program, and that's what it's about. It's not he realizes he doesn't have the uh, states' rights authority to do that, but it's promotion, and it's really needed. <laughs> okay, um, let me let me ask you a question then. Should, when when Barack Obama was directing states to do his Obamacare, uh, places like Texas and other places that have Republican governors. Would you have been okay with that? Uh, well, he did it anyways. He promoted his his own uh, agenda. But, uh, no, I mean, there's definitely the division line of uh, the Constitution and the, the authorities and powers thereof. But Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, to, it's kind yeah, of a big deal. Get, well, yeah, but we've got to get back to this is uh, destroying many of people's livelihood. I, I don't disagree, and I appreciate the call. I don't disagree that, I mean, I don't like what the governor is doing, okay? But do we really, I mean, I'm asking. Do well, Obamacare was a little bit different. Okay, but you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, Reverse I, it, okay? Reverse it. Say that this, state, say the state of Washington had a Republican governor doing things that many people on this side of the state like, and then there's a Democrat in the White House saying, nope, I'm going to make the states do things my way. I don't think people would be cool with that. So why is it okay? This double standard goes both ways, people. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, Sparky from Umatilla. Hi, Sparky. Did you hear that Hermiston and Umatilla has got the highest uh, count? Uh, and the Michigan governor's really got herself in a pickle. But, hey, my my question to you guys, or my point is, um, I kind of understand where Trump's coming from. The bailout money is coming from the federal government, not the states, 
but I, I also don't like big government, whether it's city, county, state, federal. I don't like, you know, the repression and this and that and the other thing. But the, but the bailout money is coming from the federal government, not the city, county, or state. Okay. Thanks. But that that still doesn't that doesn't supersede the Tenth Amendment, and so that's the, the stimulus checks are going to individuals, money's going into small businesses, but money's also going to states through the emergency through the emergency declarations, and that money goes to the states from the federal government for the states to do what they see fit, not under the conditions of whatever the federal government imposes upon them. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. Okay, because call back 547 if you want to get involved. Uh, also, coming up a little bit later on this afternoon, uh, around 4.30, we are going to talk with uh, Ben Haynes. Ben is involved now. There's a lot of protests that are going on around the country regarding some of the orders. Ben is actually involved in one of the protests that's going to happen here in the Tri Cities. A lot of outdoorsmen are unhappy that they can't fish. A lot of outdoorsmen are unhappy that they can't even go out on their boat. They're being told you can't do this. Well, apparently they may be showing their displeasure this weekend. We're going to talk with Ben as he's involved in that protest and find out what the details are, what's going to happen, where it's going to happen, and what are you going to do if someone goes to narconyourneighbor.wa.gov? Well, Sparky mentioned Michigan, and they're, they're, they're today... Plenty, yeah. plenty of people protesting there on the on the steps of the of the capital in the state of Michigan because the governor there has got some pretty tight restrictions going on. Well, she does. She's banned seeds, but not lottery tickets. So you can't buy seeds, but you can go buy a lottery ticket. Tell me what sense that makes. Because your chances of eating from the results of that seed are better than winning the lottery. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio six ten K one eight. Your name? Where are you calling from? Mary from Kennewick. How you doing, Mary? Fine. I think President Trump should give out his plan, what he thinks should happen, and let the states do what they want. And maybe these Democrat governors won't stay in office because they're not going to open up and people are going to get mad. And it will just be poetic justice. And you know what, Mary? I think that's kind of the I think that's the point of this is that he's going to talk to the governors tomorrow. He's going to lay out to them what he is going to talk about in his press conference, and then he's going to leave it on them to decide if they want to do what, follow his suggestions, or maintain a one-size-fits-all platform. And I think there are some Democrat governors that are probably going to follow what he's doing simply because they know that if there's one way to get you out of office faster than anything else, if you're up for re-election, it's crappy economy, regardless of whether you're in a pandemic or not. Yeah, but... Folks like Jay and well, really the three West Coast governors, um, maybe Gavin Newsom, maybe, uh, but certainly not Washington and Oregon. They're not going to listen to what Trump has to say because they know best. And what do they have to lose? Do they do? Do you honestly think that there's a there would be enough backlash in Washington or Oregon uh, to actually unseat either Kate Brown or Jay Inslee? I don't think so. Gavin Newsom, there's there's a, a contingency of Republicans in that state, and they've had Republican governors in the past. One, in fact, ended up in the White House. Hour number two after this.